Section 3. The Book of Household Management. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Book of Household Management by Isabella Beaton. Chapter 2. The Housekeeper. 55. As second in command in the house, except in large establishments, where there is a house steward, the housekeeper must consider herself as the immediate representative of her mistress, and bring to the management of the household all those qualities of honesty, industry, and vigilance, in the same degree as if she were at the head of her own family, constantly on the watch to detect any wrongdoing on the part of any of the domestics. She will overlook all that goes on in the house, and will see that every department is thoroughly attended to, and that the servants are comfortable at the same time that their various duties are properly performed. Cleanliness, punctuality, order, and method are essentials in the character of a good housekeeper. Without the first, no household can be said to be well managed. The second is equally all-important, for those who are under the housekeeper will take their cue from her, and in the same proportion as punctuality governs her movements, so will it theirs. Order, again, is indispensable, for by it we wish to be understood that there should be a place for everything, and everything in its place. Method, too, is most necessary, for when the work is properly contrived, and each part arranged in regular succession, it will be done more quickly and more effectually. 56. A necessary qualification for a housekeeper is that she should thoroughly understand accounts. She will have to write in her books an accurate registry of all sums paid for any and every purpose, all the current expenses of the house, tradesmen's bills, and other extraneous matters. As we have mentioned under the head of mistress, C. 16, a housekeeper accounts should be periodically balanced and examined by the head of the house. Nothing tends more to the satisfaction of both employer and employed than this arrangement. Short reckonings make long friends, stands good in this case as in others. It will be found an excellent plan to take an account of every article which comes into the house connected with housekeeping, and is not paid for at the time. The book containing these entries can then be compared with the bills sent in by the various tradesmen, so that in any discrepancy can be inquired into and set right. An intelligent housekeeper will, by this means, too, be better able to judge of the average consumption of each article by the household, and if that quantity be, at any time, exceeded, the cause may be discovered and rectified, 
if it proceed from waste or carelessness. 57. Although in the department of the cook, the housekeeper does not generally much interfere, yet it is necessary that she should possess a good knowledge of the culinary art, as, in many instances, it may be requisite for her to take the superintendence of the kitchen. As a rule, it may be stated that the housekeeper, in those establishments where there is no house steward or man cook, undertakes the preparation of the confectionery, attends to the preserving and pickling of fruits and vegetables, and, in a general way, to the more difficult branches of the art of cookery. Much of these arrangements will depend, however, on the qualifications of the cook. For instance, if she be an able artiste, there will be but little necessity for the housekeeper to interfere, except in the already noticed articles of confectionery, etc. On the contrary, if the cook be not so clever and adept in her art, then it will be requisite for the housekeeper to give more of her attention to the business of the kitchen than in the former case. It will be one of the duties of the housekeeper to attend to the marketing, in the absence of either a house steward or man cook. 58. The daily duties of a housekeeper are regulated, in a great measure, by the extent of the establishment she superintends. She should, however, rise early and see that all the domestics are duly performing their work, and that everything is progressing satisfactorily for the preparation of the breakfast for the household and family. After breakfast, which, in large establishments, she will take in the housekeeper's room with the lady's maid, butler, and valet, and where they will be waited on, by the still-room maid. She will, on various days, set apart for each purpose, carefully examine the household linen, with a view to its being repaired, or to a further quantity being put in hand to be made. She will also see that the furniture throughout the house is well rubbed and polished, and will, besides, attend to all the necessary details of marketing and ordering goods from the tradesmen. The housekeeper's room is generally made use of by the lady's maid, butler and valet, who take there their breakfast, tea and supper. The lady's maid will also use this apartment as a sitting room, when not engaged with her lady, or with some other duties which would call her elsewhere. In different establishments, according to their size and the rank of the family, different rules, of course, prevail. For instance, in the mansions of those of very high rank, and where there is a house steward, there are two distinct tables kept, one in the steward's room for the principal members of the household, the other in the servants' hall, for the other domestics. At the steward's dinner-table, the steward and housekeeper preside, and here, also, are present the lady's maid, butler, valet, 
and head gardener. Should any visitors be staying with the family, their servants, generally the valet and lady's maid, will be admitted to the steward's table. 59. After dinner, the housekeeper, having seen that all the members of the establishment have regularly returned to their various duties, and that all the departments of the household are in proper working order, will have many important matters claiming her attention. She will possibly have to give the finishing touch to some article of confectionery, or be occupied with some of the more elaborate processes of the still room. There may also be dessert to arrange, ice creams to make, and all these employments call for no ordinary degree of care, taste, and attention. The still room was formerly much more in vogue than at present, for in days of old lang syne, the still was in constant requisition for the supply of sweet-flavoured waters for the purpose of cookery, scents and aromatic substances used in the preparation of the toilet, and cordials in cases of accidents and illness. There are some establishments, however, in which distillation is still carried on, and in these the still room made has her old duties to perform. In a general way, however, this domestic is immediately concerned with the housekeeper. For the latter she lights the fire, dusts her room, prepares the breakfast table, and waits at the different meals taken in the housekeeper's room. See 58. A still room maid may learn a very great deal of useful knowledge from her intimate connection with the housekeeper, and if she be active and intelligent, may soon fit herself for a better position in the household. 60. In the evening, the housekeeper will often busy herself with the necessary preparations for the next day's duties. Numberless small but still important arrangements will have to be made, so that everything may move smoothly. At times, perhaps, attention will have to be paid to the breaking of lump sugar, the stoning of raisins, the washing, cleansing, and drying of currants, etc. The evening, too, is the best time for setting right her account of the expenditure and duly writing a statement of monies received and paid, and also for making memoranda of any articles she may require for her storeroom or other departments. Periodically, at some convenient time, for instance, quarterly or half-yearly, it is a good plan for the housekeeper to make an inventory of everything she has under her care and compare this with the lists of a former period. She will then be able to furnish a statement, if necessary, of the articles which, on account of time, breakage, loss, or other causes, it has been necessary to replace or replenish. 61. In concluding these remarks, on the duties of the housekeeper, we will briefly refer to the very great responsibility 
which attaches to her position. Like Caesar's wife, she should be above suspicion, and her honesty and sobriety unquestionable, for there are many temptations to which she is exposed. In a physical point of view, a housekeeper should be healthy and strong, and be particularly clean in her person, and her hands, although they may show a degree of roughness, from the nature of some of her employments, yet should have a nice inviting appearance. In her dealings with the various tradesmen, and in her behaviour to the domestics under her, the demeanour and conduct of the housekeeper should be such as, in neither case, to diminish by an undue familiarity her authority or influence. Note, it will be useful for the mistress and housekeeper to know the best seasons for various occupations connected with household management, and we, accordingly, subjoin a few hints which we think will prove valuable. As, in the winter months, servants have much more to do, in consequence of the necessity there is to attend to the number of fires throughout the household. Not much more than the ordinary everyday work can be attempted. In the summer, and when the absence of fires gives the domestics more leisure than any extra work that is required, can be more easily performed. The spring is the usual period set apart for house-cleaning and removing all the dust and dirt, which will necessarily, with the best of housewives, accumulate during the winter months, from the smoke of the coal, oil, gas, etc. This season is also well adapted for washing and bleaching linen, etc., as the weather, not being then too hot, for the exertions necessary in washing counterpanes, blankets, and heavy things in general. The work is better and more easily done than in the intense heats of July, which month some recommend for these purposes. Winter curtains should be taken down and replaced by the summer white ones, and furs and woolen cloths also carefully laid by. The former should be well shaken and brushed, and then pinned upon paper or linen, with camphor to preserve them from the moths. Furs, etc., will be preserved in the same way. Included under the general description of house-cleaning must be understood, turning out all the nooks and corners of drawers, cupboards, lumber-rooms, lofts, etc., with the view of getting rid of all unnecessary articles, which only create dirt and attract vermin, sweeping of chimneys, taking up carpets, painting and whitewashing the kitchen and offices, papering rooms when needed, and, generally speaking, the house putting on, with the approaching summer, a bright appearance, and a new face, in unison with nature. Oranges now should be preserved, and orange wine made, the summer will be found, as we have mentioned above, in consequence of the diminution of labour for the domestics, 
the best period for examining and repairing household linen, and for putting to rights all those articles which have received a large share of wear and tear during the dark winter days. In direct reference to this matter, we may here remark that sheets should be turned sides to middle before they are allowed to get very thin. Otherwise, patching, which is uneconomical from the time it consumes and is unsightly in point of appearance, will have to be resorted to. In June and July, gooseberries, currants, raspberries, strawberries, and other summer fruits should be preserved, and jams and jellies made. In July, too, the making of walnut ketchup should be attended to, as the green walnuts will be approaching perfection for this purpose. Mixed pickles may also be now made, and it will be found a good plan to have ready a jar of pickle juice, for the making of which all information will be given in future pages, into which to put occasionally some young French beans, cauliflowers, etc. In the early autumn, plums of various kinds are to be bottled and preserved, and jams and jellies made. A little later, tomato sauce, a most useful article to have by you, may be prepared. A supply of apples laid in, if you have a place to keep them, as also a few keeping pears and filberts. Endeavour to keep also a large vegetable marrow. It will be found delicious in the winter. In October and November it will be necessary to prepare for the cold weather and get ready the winter clothing for the various members of the family. The white summer curtains will now be carefully put away. The fireplaces, grates, and chimneys look to, and the house put in a thorough state of repair, so that no loose tile may, at a future day, interfere with your comfort, and extract something considerable from your pocket. In December, the principal household duty lies in preparing for the creature comforts of those near and dear to us, so as to meet old Christmas with a happy face, a contented mind, and a full larder, and in stoning the plums, washing the currants, cutting the citron, beating the eggs, and mixing the pudding. A housewife is not unworthily greeting the genial season of all good things. End of section 3